Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. Your Las Vegas Raiders beat writer. This guy next to me needs no introduction. You know him. He's a terrific Beat writer along with me does a great job helping us cover the Raiders. And uh, we're he joins me each and every week. We are taping this. Now, I'm up here. And by the way, Zeke, I apologize to everyone. Yesterday's people were like, did you eat Cheetos? My lips were orange because I got frostbit on my lips. It was 23 below zero. Wow. And I, I was out there yeah, with about 33 or 34 inches of snow on the ground, not counting the blowing snow where some there were there were drifts that were taller than me. And um, you know, when you're out in that for hours, you got my ribs got frostbite. So I had to put this medicine on them that made them look orange. And people were like, Well, what are you doing? Eating Cheetos? No, no Cheetos, I promise. But I wish you were up here with me, Zeke. You'd have had a good time. Yeah, it sounds like you're having a great time up there in, in the in the elements. I'll tell you what, I'm I'm living on about an hour and 30 minutes of sleep a night because I gotta work and do other things, but it's still it's it's a it's a blast. Wish you were here, bud. All right, yes, sir. let's get right into this. We're taping this on Wednesday morning. Max Crosby has surgery later today. So depending on when you're watching, if you watch it uh in the morning, make sure you say prayer for him. He's gonna get his thumb repaired, gonna get his knee repaired. Um, that guy was just a warrior. No announcement at this point when we're taping this early Wednesday morning um, has been made, but uh, I've not wavered from the very beginning. I've said on this show, I expect AP and Champ Kelly to get the job. Um, 
I tweeted out this morning that um, the Raiders have met every element of the Rooney rule and, and they can do whatever they want, whenever they want now. So we're going to do this podcast moving forward, meaning, all right, we believe they're getting the job, believe the, that that is the sentiment. So we're going to move the franchise forward now and get it off a high center, which I don't understand what the delay is, but it's not my team. And Mark doesn't care what I think or you or the fan. Let's get it off center, high center, and start looking toward the future. So, Zeke, for you, I think this was a I, – I think it's going to be a brilliant move to go with AP, to go with Champ, to allow there to be stability. But I want to ask you about something I said the other day. Max is no dummy. He's very intelligent. And I know a lot of people see the tats and, uh, you know, the messing around Max. And, but anybody that thinks that guy is stupid is is a fool themselves. He's extremely smart. He knew what he was doing. And he knows now I own AP and Champ. And I don't mean he owns them as if they've got to do everything he says. He owns that decision. And if it works, he's going to get a lot of credit. And if it doesn't, he's going to get a lot of blame. But that's what leaders do. Your thoughts? One hundred percent. You know, you know, when we spoke last week and we did our podcast last week, it was a I want to say the day or so before the whole you know Max you know and the trade thing came out. And you know, if again, if you were paying attention to what Max had been saying really all season, but more specifically that last interview that he did the last week of the season, you can hear it bubbling over. You can hear it. And I think what happened was I think that the longer that the decision has taken. The more Max is kind of looking around like, OK, my words are not being heard. I'm not being heard clearly enough. And I think, what, like you said, as a leader of the team, he started to think, OK, well, what can I do right, to, to make my voice be even more heard? My, my playing on the field for AP is not doing anything. Me doing these interviews every week is not really doing isn't moving the needle. And that's when he took it a step further. I Again, I support you know what Max did. I think it's smart on his behalf to use the leverage that he's built by playing well on the field after all these years for the Raiders. You know, if you look at it from a lot of different angles, it makes sense. And I have no problem with it. That's what you have to do sometimes. Sometimes you have to take the decision out of somebody else's hands that might make the, the wrong decision and, and kind of help them make it for them. So that's what Max did. But more than anything, he's earned that right to do that, right? He's earned the right to make that call, just like AP and, and Champ have earned the right for the opportunity for these positions. So completely support what Max did. He's a very smart man. And I, I don't see why, you know, why he wouldn't have done that. I, I think it was a good idea. Let's talk about the impact of AP because there are a lot of free agents that want to play for him. Um, and there are a lot of really good coaches that want to coach for him. I think a lot of people, and, and you're younger, so I would love your perspective on this. With age comes um, – more time to reflect upon. So, for example, when I hear people say, you know, AP doesn't have the experience, okay? Maybe I, I think that's a fair argument. But those of us who are older remember a guy named John Madden, Tom Flores, Art Shell. For you young guys, Dan Campbell, D'Amico Ryan. Um, I don't think because he doesn't have years of experience precludes him I think it can also be refreshing that, hey, this guy's not going to do it the way it's always been done. Let's be very frank. 
since the John Maddens, the Art Shells, and the Tom Floreses, the Raiders haven't been great. And maybe doing it the old way isn't the right way. Your thoughts on that as a young guy? I would say just, you know, look at this past season, right? You know, the first eight games of the season, you had a coach that did things this, a certain kind of way, even had a name for the way that they did things. That's how much of a, you know, you know how in line that that French or that uh, that coaching staff was. And this team did not respond to doing things the way it's always been done. It simply didn't get wins on the field. And you saw what happened when AP came in and just completely went the opposite direction in terms of we're going to do things the way that fits this team. And, you know, on top of the fact that there's already, like you mentioned, other coaches, other instances, both many years ago and this season alone, where coaches didn't have that much experience and took their team to the playoffs. The proof is in the pudding. And and then on top of that, AP has shown you in those last eight, nine, 10 games of the season, what can happen when you change things around, when you're flexible as a coaching staff, when you listen to your players and take into consideration what they're thinking. He's already shown what that can do. Now, give him an offseason. Give him the NFL draft. Give him the time to go get those free agents that want to play under a refreshing coach like AP, a player's coach like AP, and let's see what he can do. So there's there's proof all the way around that they're on the right track with AP. They just have to give him a chance. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, Zeke. All right, I want to stay on that same vein because the point of the matter is the head coach's job is to set – the GPS. It's to say, here is where I want to go. I want to do a run heavy physical offense that attacks down the field, or I want to do a spread West Coast, whatever. I think AP is more of the first, but that's, that's another story. I want my defense to kind of be physical, yada, 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 with press coverage, whatever. Then you go hire the guys who are experts in that. And then let them do their thing. You sit in on the meetings. He sat in on the offensive line more than anything. You sit in on those meetings. You're part of those meetings. But you let those guys do. And you lead men. I understand. I, I always laugh. Every argument is framed by the person's POV, point of view. And 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 I always laugh. Um, I'll give you an example. I made a comment the other day. Um, about isn't it ridiculous that every time a minority's interviewed, everybody calls it a Rooney rule interview. And it's disrespectful to the coaches because there are some interviews that are a Rooney rule. But there are a lot of great coaches that when they get interviewed, it's because they're great coaches. And I had someone send me an email that said, you only say that now because you have adopted a child of color. No, it has nothing to do with adopting a child of color. It has to do with, I think it's disrespectful when people say, well, this person's just getting an interview because of the color of their skin. There's a lot of great coaches. And and I just, you know, oh, well, Pat, Patrick Graham's never going to get a head coach. In, or, you know, his interviews are only because of his color. It, it's just stupid. It, everything is framed by point of view. So if you don't like AP, or want him for the job. I don't think it's don't like him, but people don't, oh, he doesn't have enough experience. Okay, that's fair. Or if you want him, oh, you know, he's got enough experience because he's going to go hire the guys. The, the point of the matter is, for me at least, AP is the only real op was the only real option for this team because of how they responded to him, because of how they 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 embraced him. My embracing of AP wasn't a 
disdain for Harbaugh. I like him. I think he's a great coach. It was just saying, in this circumstance, it's AP. Your thoughts on how POV affects argument? Oh, yeah, and, and that's life, right, even outside of the sports, right? However you view things is how you're going to – that's going to help frame your opinion, right, however right or wrong it is. Uh, with AP, though, I think um, I think he's proven, right, that he has the ability to, A, lead men, and more than anything else in terms of the experience, as little experience as he may have as a head coach, he knows what he doesn't know. And I think that goes a long way for AP. He knows, hey, okay, I need help. Let me go call Tom Coughlin. Let me go call, you know, other coaches who have had the experience. Uh, and Marvin Lewis, let me lean on those guys. He also, again, like you said, he'll go, he got those coordinators that can help him there as well. So one of the main factors of a leader, and I learned this a long time ago, is not necessarily to do, but to delegate. And I think that's where AP is is doing a great job on top of being able to lead the men in the locker room. So in terms of point of view, it definitely depends on how you look at it. But I think no matter how you look at it, if you focus on this team, where they are, the players, this locker room and where they've been, I think AP, like you said, is the main choice. And that's why players like Max were so vocal. He's the main choice. Not, he's not the only choice. But he's the main choice that fits this locker room. I think if you just took 32 NFL teams, random rosters, and said, hey, AP or Harbaugh, you're probably going to go Harbaugh. But if you say this specific team right now in Las Vegas, the Raiders, it's AP, 100%. You know, you can I, can I tell a story about you? Do you mind? Yes, sir. Okay. So, you know, when I first hired you, um, there were several people that commented, you know, hey, Zeke's a great young black journalist. And you had to call me off the ledge because I was mad. And I said to you, Zeke, don't let people do that. You're a great journalist, period. I didn't hire you because of your color. I hired you because you're tremendous. You are such a blessing to our coverage of the Raiders. You are such a great member of this team. You are such a great journalist, Zeke. And, and I said that, and you're like, hey, relax. No, I'm not going to relax. I'm mad. It's disrespecting you. And uh, I, I just, I think people's POV, sometimes you got to check it. You know, I think AP's great. I don't want AP because he's black. I could care less what color AP is. I want AP to have it because he's, because he, I think he is the best one. Same with you. You are a great journalist, and, and I'm proud you're part of my team. I appreciate it. And, and, and thank you for talking me off the ledge because I was going <laughs> to say some things publicly and you're like, no. Yeah. You, I know, quit reading social media. Did you not tell me that? Yes, sir. You know, I did. <laughs> Thanks. You've been good for me, Zeke. But, you know, yes, I'm a 52-year-old man that's had a lot of success. And Rick Goslin, considered by many the greatest NFL writer of all time, is my mentor and my friend. And still, every deep Dave dive article I do, every big article I do, I always send it to him. Hey, read this. What do you think? Give me your feedback. We all need that. To me, one of the biggest selling points on AP for me, and you know when he got it, I hoped he would get it, but I was not on the he's the only option train. But when he started calling Marvin Lewis, Tom Coughlin, and he started going out saying, listen, I'm not weak to go get the best people in the world to help me. To me, he just earned a ton of respect. All right, let's talk about Aiden O'Connell. That, that young man had a terrific rookie year. And he he had the second highest rated rookie quarterback. Um, this, I think it was his last four games, eight touchdowns, no interceptions. Last five games, I think it was nine touchdowns, one interception. 
Um, he did exactly what they asked him to do. There were times that people wanted him and Bo Hart agree to take shots down the field. And AP was like, no, our deep, they're not going to score on our defense. We're going to be fine. Don't take the risks. Don't cost us the game. And, and, and we're going to ask you to just play within yourself. I know there was a lot of frustration with Bo. I know there was a lot of frustration with Aiden. But if you step back away from it, I don't think you can say anything else than he had a terrific rookie season. I don't think he has shown us enough to call him the next Ken Stabler, but I don't think he's shown me enough to say he's not. I think the Raiders need to go pick a quarterback because you want competition. I'd like to see him get a quarterback with a little bit more mobility. But at the same time, I'm hearing from a lot of people, and we're going to have more about this in a few weeks, that this class is getting lauded for a lot of first-round quarterbacks. And there's a lot of teams that have one, maybe two players with a first-round grade, but not three or four. I think the Raiders need to be smart. Use their picks smartly. Don't go get a guy just to make your fans happy. I think you need to pick one, but make sure it's the one at the right place. you got other needs. This team's close. So if you can pick a guy at 13 and not have to trade up and get rid of picks, who's going to immediately plug and play and get a quarterback later, I'm not against it. Hey, if they decide they want to go up and get those one or two guys, I'm all for that too. I trust them, whatever they want to do. Your thoughts on Aiden and the quarterback situation? Well, I'll say specifically with Aiden, I think he did a pretty good job this year, all things considered, you know, kind of being thrown to the fire, new head coach, new OC, right off the top. Like most, most rookie quarterbacks, even if they were drafted higher than Aiden would have kind of faltered and may, may not have played as well as he did underneath those circumstances. So I think all things considered, you have to a bring him back. He should be competing for the starting job next year. Uh, but I think the thing with Aiden is perception is, you know, he, he gets it done, but it's just not, it just doesn't look good. It's not in, it's not lighting up the scoreboard, if you will. Right. And I think in this day and age, that's what everyone wants to see. They want to see the run or the quarterback throwing the ball 70 yards down the field, touchdowns left and right. But you got to remember, think about again, think about this team specifically. Had Aiden been the starting quarterback the first eight games of the season, that probably would have turned out an extra win or two. And guess what? They would have been in the playoffs just by Aiden doing the exact same thing he did the last half of the season. He didn't have to do any more than that. Had he been playing earlier, they would have gone to the playoffs, in my opinion. So I think with Aiden, again, it it doesn't look like the, the best quarterback of all time, but he gets the job done, right? He, the, the numbers speak for themselves. And this team, at least this this past season, that's all they needed was a quote unquote game manager. They didn't need somebody to light the scoreboard up. So I think Aiden has shown he has the potential to be a starter in this league. He has shown value uh, specifically to the Raiders um, moving forward. So in terms of the draft, I, again, I think that they should stay stand pat at 13. Obviously, like you said, you, you, you know, you trust whoever the next GM is going to be is going to take care of that. But I don't think that they need to go trade picks to just to swing big on a pick and potentially miss there too, because that would set them back just as far, if not farther than not hiring AP, if you ask me. So I think Aiden has earned the right to compete for the starting job next year. I think, like you said, use the picks wisely and guess what? They'll be right back in the running for a playoff spot next year. So they're not that far off. No, I agree with you. And I, you and I are in there. AP loves Aiden, doesn't he? I mean, he doesn't hide it. <laughs> 100 percent he he showed like he goes to bat for Aiden no matter what and 
there's times this season where he went to bat for Aiden and he wasn't even prompted to go to bat for Aiden. We, nobody asked him a question. He still was like, hold on, let me go, you know, hype Aiden up a little bit. So, yes, AP stands by Aiden. I think um, I don't want to say he sees a little bit of himself in Aiden, but I think he sees Aiden in a little bit of a similar situation as AP was kind of being thrown in the fire, short notice and having to perform with all of Raider Nation and really the entire NFL looking at you. Uh, I, I think he sees a little bit of Aiden, uh, Aiden in himself there. We've talked about this previously, that if if AP and Champ are back, I think it's a better chance for Josh Jacobs to return. I think Josh would take less money to come back and play for this team if they were in the leadership. And again, this podcast today, we're taping it when no announcement's been made, but we are expecting AP and Champ to be named. So we're moving off a of high center, talking about the future. You know, we've talked about Hunter Redfro, but I want to ask you, about this roster because this team has embraced AP and champ. And there was something that I don't think you and I have discussed. I'm visiting with Adam Butler in the locker room. Now this is a guy who's friends with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, legitimate friends. They brought him in here because they believed in him. What a great Brett, but what a great job they did bringing him in too. And he said to me, I mean, it blew me out of the water. I would have liked to have seen what they could have done if they if AP had gotten the job earlier. Now, this is a guy who's friends with them, but he's just being honest. The team responded to AP. I know you're younger than me, but you still have been around. Have you ever seen a locker room? at any level, coalesce around a coach like they did for AP? No, and I've never seen it happen as quickly uh, as they did for AP. Um, and and I think the beauty of how it happened for them is that they also hit a, a, a patch of adversity shortly after, right? It wasn't all roses. You know, they won those first two games after AP became head coach, and then I think they lost, what, two or three of the next four, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And then there were some tough losses in there and they bounced back. Uh, and I think that speaks to, again, AP, whether they were up or down, they were still ready to go and run through a wall for AP as a coach. So to, to answer your question quickly, no, sir, I haven't. And, and I'll be honest with you, I've said it before, uh, that first week of practice after, uh, you know, AP was installed, I was kind of curious. I was like, is this, is this real? Like, are, are the guys serious? You know, you know, it, there was a little bit of, you know, apprehension, if you will, on my part. I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. And then they played the Giants. They won that game. I think the Jets game was right after that, and they won that game. And it was like, okay, well, let's see what happens when they play the Dolphins, et cetera. And again, they hit that patch, and they kept on ticking. It, it says a lot about AP. It says a lot about the team's faith in AP uh, and just how far these guys these guys can go moving forward. All right, so I want to tell you something interesting. I know that you know this, but I don't think the fans do. Um, I was talking earlier this week. I was talking to one of the Raider players about something. And um, we were talking about AP, and and he asked me what I thought. And I said, I, I think he's going to get the job. And I said to him, I said, I'm, I'm not going to report. And, and he wouldn't mind me telling this. I'm not saying who it was. I said, I'm not going to report you. I'm not interviewing you. I'm just curious. What made you believe in AP? You're not a linebacker. And he said, told me this. He said, AP was going around to all the guys, talking to them, building relationships with them. 
before he ever had the job. And it wasn't because he was trying to get the job. That's just his nature. He loves the locker room. He loves the players. And he goes, so when AP then gets the job, everyone knew him. Everyone liked him. He already had relationships with everybody because he cared about everybody before he had the job. Now, that reminds me of when Max told you and I about AP would come up and dap him up before games or at practice and talk to him. And AP wasn't even the defensive line coach. It really kind of let me behind the window that something I haven't said a lot of. But I think one of the reasons this team coalesced behind him is not because of his epistemology, but because of his personality, because of the fact, you know, there's the old adage, people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. He cared about them when he had nothing to gain so that when he had something to gain, they already knew it was genuine. I'd love your thoughts on that. 100%. I think the fact that AP was able to connect and is able to connect with the guys on just a, a human level, you know, football or, un, or having to do with football or not having to do with football goes a long way. Uh, and, and then again, you know, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, you, you get compared to the guy before you, right? That's just football. That's just life. And I think what happens is not only is AP able to connect with people, but they're comparing it to the coaching staff of old where that wasn't necessarily the case. And I think that's what made it so refreshing for a lot of these players that, you know, sometimes you don't know how good you have it until you, you know, you don't have it so good, if you will. So I think AP was able to say, show himself as a very real, a very genuine down to earth person. But uh, what I also think with AP is that, and they've said this many times, is that AP didn't sugarcoat anything, whether you played well or whether you didn't play well. He was very honest with them. And I think that goes a long way with grown men. Right. If I don't do well, don't tell me I'm I'm doing well if I'm not right. If I am doing well, you know, let me know I'm doing well. I think it goes a, a long way for players, for men. When you say, hey, thank you for being real with me. Thank you for being honest with me and show me where I can get better. And then I think you add that plus the fact that AP has those years of playing in the NFL. It's just a perfect mix for for a great coaching job here in, with the Raiders. Well, Zeke is your boss. Let me tell you, you're doing well. I'm really proud of you. I think you're, I think you're doing you. great. All right. I want to go in a different direction. We, we, we're, we're doing this podcast before any announcement, but we believe 100% that AP and Champ are going to get their jobs. But I want to say Mark Davis calls Zeke Trezevin. Zeke, you're going to tell me where I'm going to pick at 13. What do you think is the biggest need on this team? Oh, man. So this is this is tricky. Um, I don't, so I don't necessarily think they have one overall pressing need. Um, and I never thought I'd say this, but I think they might want to consider going offensive line. Um, and this is just my thoughts. I think they might want to consider going offensive line and, or if they find themselves a, another linebacker that they find that is worth that high of a draft pick, you might want I mean, can you imagine adding a stud linebacker with Spillane and Diablo and then add a third stud LB in there? Like, oh, like that would be. And then again, Masterson. Uh-huh. Yeah, and with Masterson as well, right? Like you you throw in a, a fourth, you know, stud, you know, I could, I'm losing my words because that would just take the defense to a whole nother level. But I think if they, for the 13th pick, they need to focus on the offensive side of the ball. I do think their defense is, I don't want to say pretty well taken care of, but I think they're pretty good in terms of the defensive side of the ball. So I would say let's look at offensive line, see where they can go there, and then kind of build off of that. 
You know, one of the things that I, I, I don't think that people are giving AP and Champ enough credit for is there's going to be some really good free agents that you're going to be able to pluck and and put there. So I think the draft is going to look extremely – I think when you and I are talking about the draft a week before, we are going to be talking about, I Bottom think, a whole different than how it looks today. So let me throw this one out there. I I, I think – we had a great article this week. I, I think it was written by Braden Reedy, but one of our writers wrote an article about the offensive line for the Raiders finished 10th in the NFL. 10th. And yet everybody, oh, yeah, the Raiders offensive line, 10th. That's, I mean, it's not like it's a, I mean, certainly you can upgrade it, but it's not like it's full of glaring holes, was there? Oh, yeah, no, not at all. And, and they're actually relatively deep uh, at, along the offensive line, uh, again, assuming uh, Illuminor returns next season. Um, you know, they they are pretty covered at offensive line. But again, let's say a Colt Miller goes down with an injury or and you got to think they also had a lot of um, I want I would say luck. I don't want to say luck, but they, they were kind of lucky in terms of not having a whole lot of injuries along the offensive line uh, this year. The chances of repeating that two years in a row are relatively slim. So, but yes, are they, you know, covered for the most part along the offensive line? Yes, but that's one of those positions or one of those units that you can always add to. When I sat down with my exclusive with Champ Kelly a couple weeks ago, and I asked him how he looked at building the team, and he talked about the lines, I think to purists, to people who love the, I mean, the physicality of this just game that we call football. I think that's like throwing red meat to a hound dog or asking an evangelical choir for a big amen. What do you think? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. It, it would definitely go a long way for sure. <laughs> I mean, that is because that's where the game is made. I mean, listen, you love the the, the Tyreek Hills, the Devontae Adams. You love the Chinese. You love the you know the Michael. Mer you love the, the 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 skill guys. Oh no, it's the big uglies that make the world turn around. Come on listen, now, Zeke. You know, it, it, I know it, that you're old. You're a 160 pound hey, former hey, defensive end, but you know, hey, I, come I on, say, I ain't lying. I was, hey, I was going to say, you know how I feel about uh, about the trenches, man. Like, <laughs> you know, that's very near and dear to my heart. Listen, football always will be about the trenches. It doesn't matter how much they change the game. It does not matter. If your offensive and defensive lines are not good, you are not going to win in the National Football League. does not matter. Uh, and that's really on any level of football, but especially in the National Football League. So, yes, the the, the line is where it's always going to be uh, about and what's most important in football, and you got to take care of those first. You do. And and I, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm excited to look at where they upgrade. Um, there's a, I know a couple of the free agents that are interested in coming and it's going to be interesting for me. And, and this is something that I don't think gets enough discussion when you're champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce and these players love you and you love them. So I'm not going to use any names, but let's say you have a guy at a position that you gray out as a 76. Okay. Now, let me explain to a lot of people. A lot of NFL teams have a grading system, one to 100. And players in the 90s 
which would be a Max Crosby, which a lot of teams have him at a 98. In fact, I don't know of anybody in the NFL that has anybody at 100. Um, I don't. I, I I may know of one that's a 99, one, but I'm not even sure about that. And I do know of almost every team I have connection to has Max at a 98, and one I think has him at a 99. Him and one and and uh, T.J. Watt, and I think Tyreek Hill. Um, for non-quarterbacks, but. I'm not 100% sure they have mint 99s. It's just what I know about in, in the past. But you're looking at a player who voiced – I'm not talking about Max now. Let's say you got a player who's a 76, 78, 79. That's a good, good score. And they were vocal that they wanted you to get the job. But now you got a chance to bring in an 80. Or you got a chance to bring in a guy that's better than them. Now you got to make the tough decision. Man, I'm so glad you wanted me and I wanted to coach you, but it's about the team and I got to upgrade. I think AP and, and Champ would have no issue doing that. It's about winning. It's about the team. But those are dynamics that I don't think people always think about. Man, when players come out in big support, that makes tough decisions down the road for leadership, doesn't it? It definitely makes it tough, but I would say AP is, you know, he's the guy that would be able to smooth that over the best out of any coach. And I'll, you know, I'll point out a, the the opposite end of that spectrum. And that was when uh, Marcus Peters, when he had to kind of take Marcus Peters to the side, right? Marcus Peters was definitely in AP's corner, but Marcus Peters wasn't doing what was best for the team. So AP had to make a decision that was best for the team. So I, I think it shows that, hey, whether the player likes that decision or not, or it, AP is going to be able to smooth that over. And the, everything that they have been pushing for since AP became the coach was the, for the betterment of the team, not for the head coach or for this player, for that player, or this coach had that connection with a player from years ago. No, they wanted this team to get better. So if that means bringing in another player that might be you know, above a person that was vouching for AP, I think most of the players in that locker room would probably be okay with it, especially if it translates to wins for those players. All about winning, isn't it? Yes, sir, 100%. All right. So I'm going to read to you. I think you and I are going to start a new segment when you're on the show. Wacky email of the week. Okay. Oh, let's go. Let's go. You ready to lab, Z? Let's get it. <laughs> Hondo. My brother-in-law works at the Bellagio. I just thought you'd want to know. Mark Davis was having dinner last night with Bill Belichick. I believe Bill Belichick is going to be named the next coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. I just thought you'd love the scoop. Love you. Love the podcast. Love all the articles. In case you're wondering, I my name's at the bottom, so you'll know who I am. This is legitimate. And this is even my brother-in-law's name who works at the Bellagio. Please don't use our names, but I wanted you to know. I thought you'd find this very helpful. Now, I told him I was going to do this, and so I'm not using his name because I appreciate the fact he was trying to give us good information. Mark Davis was not at the Bellagio with Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick is not going to be the coach of the Raiders. But I get a lot of these, Zeke, your thought, if... 
Mark Davis tried to bring Bill Belichick in here with Josh McDaniels as his offensive coordinator. <laughs> so, so I was already kind of laughing with the whole Bill thing because you know we've we've discussed that before, but that and, and Josh McDaniels being the old staff. <laughs> like, what do you say to that? <laughs> yeah, that that would be again. Bill is one thing, but Bill and Josh returning like that would be that would be. Uh, I couldn't even have the words for how bad that would be uh, for for the team for Raider Nation. That that would be something. To, that would be a sight to behold, to say the least. <laughs> I don't have the words, and, I know. And I told this gentleman, I said, "Listen, we're not laughing at you. We appreciate you bringing us good information." No, I'm laughing but, at the visual, but, right? And, and and if he would not have put his name on that or whatever, I would have thought, "All right, it's just somebody trying to dupe us." But he put his name on his brother-in-law's name, and I mean, he he was sincerely passing along information he thought was 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 correct. And and listen, they could have you know, they could have very well have been having dinner or having who knows that could have very well, but that doesn't lead to you know two plus two is not that doesn't add up right now. So yeah, they could have very well been again talking about owners, coaches. It, it, it could have very well have happened, but I don't think it's going to lead to to Bill becoming the head coach. No sir. I'm telling you, they were not at the Bellagio having dinner, <laughs> okay. and Bill was not in town. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I hear you. <laughs> oh, and again, uh, this guy was great. And 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 after I talked, I actually said, "Can you send me your number?" And I called him and. I said, can I use this on a new segment? And he goes, sure. And my heart was, I said, I'm not laughing at you. I said, but it just goes to tell you how every rumor, I'll tell you a story. I won't tell you the coach. But I was sitting in my boat fishing with a coach once. In my actual boat fishing with a coach. I get a phone call. Hey, this coach just told me X, Y, Z, P, D, Q. And the coach just said X, Y, Z, P, D, Q. I go, oh, okay. All right, thanks. Hung up. Now, I had it on speaker because I was fishing. This coach looked at me and goes, have I not been with you since about 4 o'clock this morning? I said, yeah. Huh? Okay. He goes, Wow. Your job is different, isn't it? I mean, it's just it's just fun, isn't it? A hundred percent. It's it's a different angle and a lot of different things like that. And I can only imagine what that would, what that was like with that coach. It was a lot of fun. All right, Zeke. So now I'm going to switch angles. I asked you about the draft. I'm going to ask you about the Raider roster. Your champ, Kelly. What is the who's the biggest free agent on this team? You want to resign? There's several. Who's the biggest? So outside of Josh Jacobs, which I think speaks for itself, um, I would say for me, it would honestly be uh, Illuminor. I think he, and this is just my opinion after like looking at the the, the free agents, I, I think he adds a certain level of versatility to the team that another player might not be able to bring. Um, and, that's, and that's on top of obviously being a great locker room guy, et cetera, et cetera. But I think the fact that he can play both sides, he's familiar with the offense. I, I think you have to, I think they have to find a way to bring him back because if they don't, 
it might lead to them having to go resign more than just one, or it might lead to them having to sign more than one player to replace them. It might take two players to replace Illuminor. So in my opinion, it would definitely be Illuminor. Uh, and I also think you got to, I think you should bring back Amik, obviously. Amik is is up there. I think he he should be back. He's young. He's got a bright future ahead of him, and he fits well with this defense, and he's got another step to take. So those would be my top two, Illuminor and, and Amik, for sure. All right. I'm going to talk about Amik in a minute. I want to I want to run something else by it because I, I think it's important. Jermaine Illuminor takes a lot of heat from the fan base. And when you understand, okay, he does get some penalties. He doesn't run from that. But when you're looking at a lot of times he's out there on an island and the fact it's still a top 10 rated defense, I think with his versatility, I agree. I think you want to re-sign Illuminor. Now, I would still go get a potential big-time dominant offensive tackle. And you keep him as your swing guy. And you you let him compete with Illuminor for the starting right tackle. But I think agree. But here's a name a lot of people aren't talking about. And he's older. And if you can get younger, of course, you always want to in this league. But I think his influence on this team was phenomenal, Greg Van Roten. This is a guy that, I mean, multiple weeks rated as one of the best guards in all the National Football League. This is a guy that came in, I mean, on a top, on a top 10 offensive line. He was there. He was healthy. He helped Dylan Parham a lot. He helped Andre James. He helped everybody. I think this is a guy being overlooked that, that, that people need to, again, this, this is important to bring him back for some offensive line stability. Agree or disagree? Completely agree. Um, and, you know, I wrote an article recently about just how valuable he was to the team. And I think, you know, it goes unsaid because he's playing, you know, the one of those positions that you don't get a lot of attention until you're messing up. Uh, but, you know, he he did a great job. He was there for pretty much almost every snap this season. It might have been 100 percent or 99 percent, if I'm not mistaken. He was there and he played very, very well. And then again, not only did he play well, he played well on short notice. Right. They, they brought him in in terms of the offseason. They brought him relatively late into the offseason and he fit in almost perfectly. So, yes, it, you know, with that in mind, I think he might be more important to bring back than Illuminor. So he would be one. Illuminor would probably be two, in my opinion. And then Amik would be three. But, yes, Van Roden did a great job this season for sure. Yeah, I think him and, and, and uh, Jermaine are absolutely vital. I still think you go out and, and pick um, an interior guy. And I think you pick a, a tackle in this draft for sure. And and unless you can get a really solid young one, then then maybe that's a possibility. All right, I want to talk about the defensive backs. Jack Jones, two more years. Now get this one. Are you ready for this one? They they're for the next two years total, not per year. Two million bucks. I talked about oh, it yesterday wow. in my Q and A article. I mean, wow. this guy's playing like an all-pro. You got him for $2 million bucks for the next two years. Unbelievable job by Champ and AP. Nate Hobbs. I mean, that's a guy that, that is stud. That's a guy that, you know, they're going to want to extend long-term as an interior. You may remember last year before the season, I sat down with Chris Ash. And talked about, you guys tried to make Nate Hobbs an outside corner. Is it time to move him inside? I mean, he didn't want any of that conversation with me. 
I've been asked not to be so hard on Chris Ash so y'all can go watch the interview. Make your own opinions. So I won't be hard on him. But this year, they move him back on the inside where he's a natural. He's a natural. Then you look at guys like Ja'Korian Bennett, who I think did a lot of good. He was a rookie. He played like a rookie. You look at Amik, and I'm leaving somebody out. Amik, Ja'Korian, Nate, and Jack. No, that's all four. So I've been asked, what about going to get a true shutdown corner? Okay? If there's a Darrell Revis or a guy at 13 that's a can't miss, you take him. But if there's not, I I think you go back to the offensive line, maybe back to a defensive tackle if there's a mauler there with a high. But, again, I think we saw it last year, and let's give Dave Ziegler and Champ Kelly credit last year. They selected at value. They got guys at value. I don't think this defensive backfield is anywhere near as anemic as a lot of other people think. I think they're very young, very talented, very good. Your thoughts? And on top of that, they play well together, right? It's the sum of the parts. So you might not have a Daryl Reavers or Jalen Ramsey, that, but guess what? All together, those guys playing together, it, you you can just see them getting better over time. And, and I think that's what you got to add in terms of this specific defensive back group. None of those guys are going to jump off the screen where, you know, they're just great, right, or shut down. But when you once you put them all together on, on the same team, playing together, and then you put them behind that defensive line, behind those linebackers, they, they don't need to be a household name. They, they do their job well, and they do their job admirably together. And I think that goes a long way. Hey. To the average fan, this may not mean anything, but you and I are there in the locker room with them. I think one of the things about them is they're tremendous people. There isn't one of those four that I dislike. I mean, they are all good guys. They're all about the team. They're all about each other. They're funny. They're all totally unique individuals. They're not the same guy. But I think that also says something, too, about character. 100%. 100%. They're all good dudes. They're all very, again, down to earth, uh, willing to learn. Uh, whenever we've asked them questions, they've been very open and honest with us. And, and again, just like they play well with each other, I think they feed off of each other's personalities, right? I think that's why you saw such a turnaround when Jack Jones came in. And then next thing you know, that demeanor changed because they all started feeding off of that. Now, Amik is a little bit quieter of a dude. Uh, so is Bennett. Those guys are relatively quiet. But when Jack Jones came in and changed things around, they all just fed off of that. They all just grew off of that. And, and it speaks to how much they like each other, how much they like being around each other on and off the field. They they all work well together. You know, I always tease Nate Hobbs about this. He just dresses so cool. Nate, listen, Nate had this, <laughs> uh, I think it was like a pink sweatshirt on after one of the last two home games. I was just like, man, I wish I could pull that off, man. <laughs> wish I wish I could do that, but I, I'm not cool enough. So, yes, I completely agree. Nate is a smooth dude. I told Nate, I said, you understand as a 52-year-old fat white guy, I could never look that cool. He goes, oh, Listen, oh, come on. I, I, I couldn't either. I couldn't either. He, in every, it seems like every week he has a different, you know, pretty cool outfit on at least one day out of the week. So, yeah, he, he's pretty, he's pretty uh, swaggy in his clothes. 
I got to tell you, the only thing cool about me are my Jordans. Nothing oh, else. Yeah, you, got, you got some kicks, for sure. Yeah. All right. Now, I want to get to something super important. I promised everyone Hondo in a hoodie if they beat the Chiefs or the Dolphins. They did. I then told them, because people in the organization have, yeah, I now have like three or four Raider hoodies that people in the organization have given me. In fact, one of them was going to give me one last time I was in the building, and I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. I don't want people thinking I'm asking you for swag or taking a gift. So they mailed it to me. But um, I said if AP got hired, I would do Hondo in a hoodie. So expect that. If it's announced next week, Zeke, I will be doing it in my newest Raider hoodie. I'm looking forward to it. And then the only other time I'll wear one ever again is after playoff wins. So next season. Look at you preaching to the choir. Last thing I want to talk about. Tyree Wilson. Um, in the interest of full disclosure, I think you and I both love that kid. Uh, just, 100%. just a, a, I tell people this all the time. On that football field, he is aggressive and tough. He is not as vocal as a Max Crosby, but he is as kind and gentle as a person as Max is. Max is very warm, very kind. There is nothing about Tyree not to like. He is just, I love his zeal for life. I love his attitude. Um, he is just a, a precious human being. And every fans only care about the football side, which I get. But I, I always try to let people see the other side of guys too. And, and you know there are several guys we're going to be doing articles on this offseason who are tremendous people and about them personally. But um, Tyree's just that guy. I was so happy because he worked so hard. He didn't come in saying, listen, I'm making all this jack. I'm this draft pick. He was humble from day one. In fact, I think it may be hurt him a little bit that he wasn't a little bit more swaggy. But – you know, guys given the rook issues, but he took it. He never stopped working. He never stopped. I mean, how many times did you and I privately have people in the locker room say, man, people need to give that kid a break. He's working his tail off. He earned the respect of the locker room. I was so glad once AP took over and the reins were taken off on Patrick Graham, he's moved to the inside. He's making plays. And, man, when the end of the year came, that kid was having fun. He was just having a joy. How excited are you? Not as a, and you're a Raider fan. I'm not, but as a football guy, how excited are you to see the step he takes next year? Yeah, well, you know, as a as a football guy, as a former defensive end myself, listen, I am I am excited to see Tyree just take off. And and to your point, and you actually took the words out of my mouth. I was going to cut you off, but I didn't because you said it right after I was going to say it. He, he's almost too nice. He's almost he was almost too humble. And it was hurting him a little bit at, at first. Um, he was almost a little too too kind, a little bit too you know humble, like I said. And you kind of start to see him, as AP would say, kind of let that dog out at, over, after a few weeks. But what happened was, like you said, he got moved to the inside. He started seeing some success. And I think once he started seeing the success of his hard work, it just made him even more hungry. So in terms of the 17-game season, it 
more than fun to see him progress week by week. And some of that progression was some failures where slow start was having to learn the ups and downs of the league and then come out on the other end of that and, and see where he was at the end of the season. And like you said, by the end of the season, he was talking more. He was more vocal in the locker room. He had kind of let his guard down a little bit. Um, but that was because he was successful on the field and he had earned the trust in, uh, of his of his teammates. So next season, I expect even more from him. He, he's going to take off next year for sure. I'll tell you, there is nobody in that organization that doesn't like Tyree Wilson. None, none, not enough. What? They all like him. So, you know, that they gave him the, the normal rookie, you know, I don't, I don't want to say hazing, but they definitely you know, gave him, you know, the hard time a little business. bit. But that's just that's for most rookies. Any 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 worked his way through it, and I think that's part of what built the respect too, though, right? Not just his success on the field is that he took a lot of the ribbing on the on the off side or off of the field, excuse me, and he took it in stride and he kept on pushing. So uh, he's got a he's got a lot of growth that he's going to be doing this all season. But next year, look out. Yeah, you said something. Hazing now has kind of become a bad word. I think your generation would use ribbing. My generation would say they gave him the business, but he took it. Oh, yeah. And uh, I like him. All right, here we go, everybody. Listen, tons of great coverage. I think yesterday we had 12 articles. Um, I don't even know how many videos, shorts. We continue to flood you with lots of great free stuff. Now, we're not arrogant. We understand there are some great journalists that cover the Las Vegas Raiders. We are not the only ones, and we don't think we are. But don't pay people for what we give you for free. If you're going to pay somebody, make sure it's somebody giving you something that we're not. And there are those doing that, so that's not a slam on anyone. But make sure you're checking out all of our coverage. You're going to go to si.com forward slash NFL forward slash Raiders. At the top right corner, you can also hit newsletter. And there you can sign up. We never sell your information and we don't spam you. But three days a week, we'll send you an email with our best stories so you never miss another great story again. You can follow me on Instagram at HondoSR, on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Hondo Carpenter. Remember, if you don't want to look at my face, now I know everyone wants to look at Z. He's a fine-looking individual, but I'm not. If you want to just listen you can go to Spotify or Apple and check out Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast with Hondo Carpenter. Also, on those audio-only channels, I do a second podcast every day. It's five to ten minutes. It's riding with Hondo and Dexter. It's when I'm in the car. Maybe I'll talk to a player, get a text, whatever. Just quick little information. You want to check that out. But whatever. Thank you guys for listening, for subscribing, for sharing. This guy right here, one of the very best. I love him dearly. He is my buddy. My coworker, my pal, and my friend. He's a great husband, great father, great son, and a terrific journalist, the great Zeke Trezevant. I appreciate you, bud. Thank you, guys. See you soon. See you soon. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider Production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.